It could have been my brother, my husband, or even worse, my own son. On December 7, 1941, there are no records of movie stars treading the blazing waters of Pearl Harbor. On September 11, 2001, there are no photos of movie stars standing as human shields against the debris and falling bodies of ascending, uh, ascending from the World Trade Center. There were only policemen and firemen, underpaid civil servants, who gave their all with nothing expected in return. When the USS Cole was bombed, there were no movie stars guarding the ship. Where were the human shields then? If America's movie stars want to be human shields, let them shield the gang-ridden streets of Los Angeles or New York City. Let them shield the lives of children of North Birmingham whose mothers lay them down to sleep on the floor each night to shelter them from stray bullets. If they want to be sh human shields, I say let them shield the men and women of honesty and integrity that epitomizes courage and embody the spirit of freedom by wearing the proud uniforms of the United States military. These are the people who have earned and deserved shielding. Amen. Now the reason I'm reading that is to remind you, try the spirits. There are a lot of people being deceived into thinking, well, boy, war is terrible. And it is terrible. We pray regularly for our servicemen. We cover them with the prayers of the saints. Ladies and gentlemen, some of them may die. We have an investment in the Iraqi war. Some of our own men are there and women. But this idea of going and shielding the Iraqis against us Try the spirits. Don't let anybody deceive you into thinking that that's of God. It is not of God. That is of the wicked one, the Antichrist. I'm against war. I'm sorry we had to go to war. I wish we could have found a different way out. I prayed earnestly that God would somehow show our president another way. But we're in it. And day by day as the news comes in and those suicide bombers come and hit our young men and young women, it grieves our hearts. But don't for one single minute let those deceptors and deceivers make you think that they're right and that what we're doing is wrong. Try the spirits, whether they are of God now there's something else. We're dealing with biblical Christianity and doctrines. Hereby know we the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Now keep in mind what that means. That the Jesus born in Bethlehem, who touched blind eyes and caused them to see and interrupted funeral processions, raised dead people to life, this Jesus who died on the cross was the Messiah. He was the Christos. He was the anointed one that was spoken of the Old Testament. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. What I'm going to say now is some of you won't like. I love you anyway. 
I believe we need to warn our people. There are all kinds of doctrines that are going on today that are absolutely unscriptural. For example, there's one group that teaches God the Father was once a man, but became God. He has a physical body, as does his wife, Heavenly Mother. No Trinity, no Father, Son, Holy Ghost. They're all three separate gods. Worthy men may one day become gods themselves. You recognize who that group is? They come and knock on your door. They won't have a Bible study in your home with you. They say Jesus is separate God from the Father. He was created as a spirit child by the Father and Mother in heaven and is the elder brother of all men and spirit beings. His body was created through sexual union between Elohim and Mary. Jesus was married. His death on the cross does not provide full atonement for all sin, but does provide everyone with a resurrection. The Holy Ghost is a God separate from the Father and Son. Holy Spirit is a fluid-like substance by which the Father exercises His influence. Resurrected by grace, but saved, exalted to Godhood by works, including faithfulness to church leaders, their baptism, their tithing, their ordination, their marriage, and secret temple rituals. No eternal life without their kind of membership. Some of us were in their capital city a few years ago, attending the Southern Baptist Convention. We visited the tabernacle, heard beautiful music. There's hardly anything more beautiful than their music. I saw that wonderful temple over there, and I walked over toward it, and uh, I was interrupted. So you can't go in there. I said, why? Well, you have to be uh, qualified to go in there. Well, how do you get qualified? Well, that's a secret. Well, how do I find out that secret? You can't. Now, Jesus said, my house should be called a house of prayer by everybody that knows the secret. Is that what he said? My house shall be called a house of prayer but for all men. For all men. And I want to tell you, that's a spirit of Antichrist. And you don't like it. It's not popular preaching. You won't like that. If the press heard about it, they'd call me a bigot. But I want to warn you. You're my people. I need to warn you. Those people come and knock on your doors and want to have Bible studies with you. They want to deceive you. You get into the Word of God and find out what God says. But there's another group that does that. They come knock on our doors. They say one person God called Jehovah. No Trinity. Jesus is the first thing Jehovah created. Jesus is not God. Before he lived on earth, he was Michael, the archangel. And I was called on the phone the other day by some that attend our church. And they were saying, where do you find the Bible that Jesus is Michael? I said, you don't find it anywhere. Oh, they said this group came to our house and told us that Jesus was Michael, the archangel. That's what this group teaches. On earth, he was a man who lived in a perfect life. After dying on a stake, not a cross, he was resurrected as a spirit. His body was destroyed. Jesus is not coming again. He returned invisibly in 1914 in spirit. Very soon, he and the angels will destroy all non-Jehovah witnesses. Well, 
I could go on and on. You see, try the spirits. I'm not going to be long tonight, but I want to tell you, my burden is that we try the spirits. Be not deceived. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'm not reading this into the scripture. That's what God says right here. Listen to it again. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. This is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. Even now already it is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Isn't that a marvelous truth? We have something that the others do not have. You have a spirit of discernment that God gave you as a gift when you got saved. And as you study the word and you find out what God says, there comes into your heart an understanding of the true from the false. Now, how does one know he's going to heaven? How can you know for sure you're going to heaven? We're going to heaven not because we're good, but because he's good. Now, many Baptists don't understand that. We have a strange mixture among Baptist people. It has been influenced strongly by a group that in today's world are called General Baptists. I love them. I have some good friends that are General Baptists. I have a very good friend who's a Church of Christ. He lives across the street from me. He and I talk about a lot of things. And he comes and asks me to take him to the hospital and do different things. And, and when I was sick, he brought me some soup, and I appreciate it. But he said, there's one thing I don't want you to talk me, to me about, how to get to heaven. Why? Because that group believes you go to heaven because you're good. You got baptized, you joined the right church, you keep on keeping on, and you go on going on. And finally, when you die, if God thinks your works are good enough, he'll take you to heaven. What a pitiful, sad, tragic perversion of the scripture. You don't go to heaven because you're good. You don't go to heaven because you got baptized the right way. You don't go to heaven because you joined the right church. You certainly don't go to heaven because you're a Baptist. The only way a person goes to heaven is through repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are Catholics on their way to heaven. There are Methodists on their way to heaven. There are some Jehovah's Witnesses on their way to heaven. There are some Mormons that are on their way to heaven. I know some personally. They've been saved. I don't know why they stay in that group. But the sad tragedy is that there's some Baptists not going to heaven. That's enough to weep over. People could come to church over and over and over again and hear the word of God. And somehow it's snatched away by Satan. And you don't really believe him. If Jesus should come tonight, are you really ready? Have you tried the spirits, even those that seem correct to you but are not biblical? Have you tried them? Do you know for sure where you stand with God? Repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the key to heaven. And when Jesus comes into our heart, he saves us forever.
Are you saved tonight? On your on your way to heaven? Do you know for sure that Jesus lives in your life? Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for the Word of God in all of its beauty and power and quickness. We pray if there's one person in this place tonight who is not sure he's going to heaven, that the Spirit of God would deal with that heart and draw him to Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand, please. Page 500. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Now that's a picture, not of Jesus rushing along. We say, here, Lord, please don't pass me by. No, the point is Jesus is here. And there's something in the human heart that says, I need you, Lord. I want to invite you to my heart. I want you as my Savior. If you want that tonight, he'll come into your heart. Precious little Morgan came this morning and said, I was saved this past week. Isn't that beautiful? Are you sure you're saved? Every boy, every girl, every young person has to answer that question tonight. Do you know you're going to heaven? This is the opportunity to come and confess Christ as your Savior. You don't get saved by walking down an aisle. You get saved by trusting Jesus. Put your faith in Him tonight. Then God may be calling some to take a stand in this world, a stand for the Lord, a stand for righteousness. Do what God tells you to do. While we sing, is there somebody who should come tonight and make a commitment to Christ? Do it.